This week, we get to visit Steve Earle, somebody who's been coming to E-Town for years and years, a good friend of ours, somebody who happens to be born in the same year as I was born, 1955. And we get to meet somebody new, Jonathan Wilson, who's been uh, a North Carolina guy, but he's been living in L.A. for years. Great musician, great producer, great singer. It was such an interesting combination to bring these two together. They were obviously aware of each other, but they'd never met. And we had a great Achievement Award story. Samir, so inspiring, trying to bring simple things like fresh soap to people in need, in uh, Southeast Asia especially. Anyway, this is a classic E-Town show, lots of variety, lots of heart. Hope you enjoy it. in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's E-Town with this week's guest from New York City, Steve Earle, Achievement Award winner, Samir Lakani, and from Los Angeles, California, Jonathan Wilson. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town Hall. Welcome to E-Town. I'm excited about this week's show. We've got all the good pieces and parts we need. We've got a cool story of a young guy, a first-generation American who traveled to um, Cambodia and found a way to really make a difference there. We've got veteran Texas songwriter, activist, actor, author, and New Yorker Steve Earle is back with us. Thank um, Paying tribute to um, one of his heroes, Guy Clark. Uh, That's what his new record is all about. And starting things off this week, I'm really excited about this. Our first guest grew up in North Carolina in a musical family. He moved to L.A. as a teenager, then moved to New York and then back to L.A. Always playing music, writing songs, tinkering with guitars and gear and uh, recording devices of all kinds. And all that led to his becoming an in-demand producer for artists like Father John Misty and Connor Oberst and Roger Waters and many more. But he's also a great player. And uh, he's toured in Roger Waters' band. He's toured and opened up for Tom Petty and Crosby, Stills and Nash and many others. Anyway, these days, um, he's got his own studio in L.A. He spent a long time making his latest record. And it's something I think is a real success, both in terms of the sounds and the songs. So it's lush and full, and there's all kinds of instruments on there. But this time, he's here just on his own, playing those same songs. So he's here to play some of those new tunes for you. Please help me welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Jonathan Wilson. Well, be nailed 
songs on in our minds play a thousand pretty songs for us and there's nothing up here that could be savage no -uh. there's no fear no hatred no killers no guns and besides you wearing red ruby lipstick uh -huh. so i touch you and smile while you laugh uh -huh. while the idiots all lose their power and we dance as we cover our trail Yeah, this world, it is burning But don't it feel incredible? Whisper in my ear Tell me what you see in the flames In the flames There's a freak loading out of my driveway uh -huh. He's a stranger with a kind hippie face There's a muscle ghost and it's riddled with torment uh -huh. Can you roll, babe? Here's some papers and grass Yes, God And besides We've got this whole town to roam around in uh, And they've overdubbed our voices in French We oui, oui. To the Beverly Hills for our margaritas uh, You look so pretty in the polo but you're smashing in pink Yeah this world it is burning but don't it feel incredible whisper in my ear tell me what you see in the flames in the flames savage no 
There's no fear, no hatred No killers, no guns No fear, no guns Jonathan Wilson, welcome to E-Town. So glad you're here. Man. I wasn't kidding. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Your record sounds so good. Thank you. I mean, first of all, those songs are sort of sunny and positive, and uh, this is cool. This is a message we can use these days. Exactly. That's why I wrote it, bro. (laughs) But that doesn't change the fact that it's still kind of a breakup record, really. True. Well, a songwriter wouldn't have a, a full... Uh, you know, you couldn't finish an album without something about that, right? No, you couldn't start a record without something <laughs> like that. But it is—it's uh, an incredibly lush record, as you said. I mean, 150 tracks on a song. Some of them, yeah. um, a lot. It's funny. Painters talk about when they know that a painting is done. You know, yeah. your painting. Yeah. When you're the guy and you're in the studio and you're mm-hmm. playing all the stuff and you've already got 137 tracks uh-huh. on a song. Uh-huh. How do you know when it's done? You just have to polish off those last 13. And yeah. then you're like, <laughs> um, no, it's like, uh, you know, I think that by now, I, all I have to go on in that instance is my oh, I'm instinct and my gut. And yeah. so I, I just keep working it, working the clay until I'm like, yeah. it's, that's it. That's so you know? cool. It's really, I mean, it is a remarkable accomplishment. So congratulations. I Thank wonder you. when you're done with it, were you happy yeah. with it? Because oh, oh, yeah. that's not a given. Yeah, you're true. But this time um, I made a, 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 a collection of sounds and styles and words and um, images that I dig. Yeah. And then that was what this was all about. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. It's, a, it's, and it's got some timeless sounds from every era. Yeah. I knew I was in for a ride when in the first song mentions Nelson Rockefeller, Little Jimmy Dickens, Houdini, and Frank Zappa. They're all in the first song. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, okay, get ready. We're going to go. <laughs> um, cool. I want to go back just a little bit. You grew up in Western North Carolina. I've spent yeah. some time back there and mm. in and around of Spindale and WNCW land. Yeah. Um, I can kind of picture the landscape. Your dad well, was in a band. And yeah. did I get this right, that one of your uh, grandmother's siblings played for Bill Monroe yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, that was my mother's mother's brother. Wow. Played the bass. Yeah. With, at, at, during a certain time of, of yeah. that band, um, of the Bluegrass Boys. Do you know what his name was? Yeah, his name is uh, Bill Ford. Bill Ford. Yeah. That's cool. 
one of the bluegrass boys. Um, yeah. Did you play with your dad when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd get well, up on stage? What and- I did, yeah. I mean, I would definitely would. But I would. I found out um, that, like me, I would go from the drums to the guitar back to the, like the organ and da-da-da-da-da. As you're, as you're learning. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, as I got better, <clears throat> um, there would be maybe like the bass player couldn't show up, you know, for some of the jams or like the rehearsals. So like me, I'd be the bass player. Or next time, a drummer couldn't show up. So I would be the drummer. So yeah. that was how that whole thing started. And jazz too. It struck yeah. you. You got interested in jazz. Jazz was my, that was my punk. That was my, yeah. you know, Your my, rebellion. Yeah. yeah, jazz was my way to get away from yeah. rock and roll. And like you rockers don't know anything. Jazz <laughs> is where it's at. So I got really deep into that. Um, and and yeah, that was concentrated um, as a jazz drummer. So oh, and wow. that plays into everything like that I do now still. Wild. So I can yeah. tell, um, you know, I can tell from your acoustic guitar playing that you've got good time. Oh, oh good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, and as I mentioned earlier, it is kind of a breakup record. Are things going a little better for you these they days are. in that regard? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatically um, engaged. Oh, yeah. good for you. Congratulations. Thank you to a wonderful, yeah. wonderful gal. That's great. All right. Well, Jonathan, I'm really glad you're here. Thanks for sharing your music. Let's get back to Thank you. music. And welcome back, if you would. To E Town, Jonathan Wilson. Cool. There's a cherry on top tonight for men who look like Jesus tonight. You play your cards right, you can be with the Son of God tonight. You were so thin, you were undersized for the spring into your names. Tight blue jeans and my phone, I guess you do this kind of thing. I was playing on as I could see the light they were singing gave me the look that said let's be animals tonight right away we were synthesized I, I, 
Tonight you're so heavy on my mind I watched you drift behind my eyes Try to roll with the punches I flow with the tides I guess I thought you'd be forever You're now with me, never moments Heaven frozen in a van with you, girl I miss the lightness of laughter with you So I tear around to Sunset Boulevard. The back tires they're spinning, the axles they're teething me into beyond. Way out on that boulevard. So far down Down Sunset Boulevard The back tires they're spinning The axles they are teething us Into beyond Way out Precious Boulevard, but we can be weightless, timeless. Jonathan Wilson. The record is called Rare Birds out on Bella Union Records. Jonathan Wilson's going to be back to play some more music later on in the show in Los Angeles, California. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course, a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you so much for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town.
I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. Jonathan Wilson's going to be back later on in the show. And coming up, Steve Earle is here to pay tribute to one of his heroes, Mr. Guy Clark. Before we get back to music, we're going to introduce you, as we do every week, to somebody we got to know with the help of one of our listeners. Um, these are just great stories of people who are looking around and finding ways to make things better wherever they are. And in every case, these individual efforts um, add up and, and really end up helping a lot of people. So we love celebrating that good news. And um, we recognize these folks and, and give them something called the Achievement Award, as you well know. And here comes Helen Forrester to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. Well, this week's featured story is about a young man who's figured out a way to save vast amounts of stuff from needlessly going into the landfill and then use it to improve the health of others. Samir Lukani is a first-generation American from Allentown, Pennsylvania. His parents are of Indian descent. Well, his family's own immigrant experience sparked his motivation to help the less fortunate in developing countries. He was drawn to study environmental science in college, and after his junior year, he went to Cambodia to work on a sustainability project. He began to notice that many people in the rural villages were sick, especially the children. And he came to discover it was largely due to a lack of something we here in the States take for granted every day. Soap. Ironically, at the hotel he stayed at while on this trip, the housekeepers routinely replaced the bar of soap in each hotel room, even though they were often barely used. Now, the waste of it all was not lost on Samir. And when he did some research, he found the amount of soap thrown away around the world was staggering. He decided there had to be a better way, and he's here with us to tell us more. So please welcome this week's Achievement Award winner, Samir Lukani. Hi, Samir. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So, um, Helen said your own family's immigrant experience really sort of helped uh, influence your decision to try to help others, right? That's right. My grandparents emigrated from India to East Africa in search of a better life. They did not find it, however. Was that like Idi Amin world that they walked into? That's right, yes. Yeah. So um, Idi Amin forced them to flee, mm. and so they had to make the difficult journey. Um, they had nothing left back home, so they had to flee for their lives. Yeah. So you um, embraced that spirit of determination and gratefulness at the same time. I know um, Helen mentioned you traveled to Cambodia and you saw an obvious problem that many of the people were sick in these villages? I spent a lot of time in rural Cambodian villages, and these are villages that look the same way they probably did a thousand years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing has really changed. And while I was there, I witnessed something that changed my life forever. Uh, I saw a, a poor village woman um, bathing her newborn son, but she was scrubbing his skin with laundry powder, a toxic substance that should never be applied to the skin. Mm. With the help of a friend, I asked her, I said, why are you using this substance? And she told me it was all that she could afford. Mm. Now, to paint the picture, a, a bar of soap in a Cambodian village is a luxury item. It's something we take for granted here. Wild. So a bar of soap can cost up to 75 cents over there. But these are families that earn less than 50 cents per day. They're going to prioritize feeding their families yeah. first. Yeah. So I returned to my hotel room feeling pretty helpless. Yeah. 
But as I stepped into the bathroom, uh, it hit me like a lightning bolt. Uh, I had noticed that my housekeeper had thrown away a bar of soap that I had barely even touched. And so it was in that precise moment, I knew what I could do for that village woman, but countless others too. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started a nonprofit, something that I don't suggest many undergraduate students to do. But I started a nonprofit nonetheless, and it's called Eco Soap Bank. And what we do is simple and magical. We employ economically disadvantaged women worldwide to collect and recycle leftover hotel soap, which we then redistribute to schools, hospitals, and health clinics across those countries. So you're providing employment to women, which is powerful, and we know transformative in all kinds of communities. That's right. So uh, we're employing close to 150 women in 10 countries now. Uh, who are fleeing from uh, domestic violence. We have HIV-positive mothers um, and other single mothers who are struggling just to make ends meet. But we give them the opportunity to rebuild their lives, but also the chance and the platform to give back to their communities. Yeah. Well, tell me about the benefit of the soap. Once the soap gets into the hands of these communities, what kind of a difference does it make? Since 2015, we've been able to reach over a million people with soap and education. And so a million people are now washing their hands regularly. Mm-hmm. That's wild. We see disease rates dropping. We see children learning the lifelong habit of handwashing so that they can stay out of hospitals and get back into schools where they belong. Diarrheal diseases kill more children than AIDS, measles, and malaria combined. Diarrhea is an antiquated disease that we can stop with a simple provision of soap. Hmm. It can reduce the risk of those diseases by 60%. And for these communities that have no public health access, it can be life-saving. That's wild. And you mentioned you're in 10 countries, so you expanded beyond Cambodia. That's right. So we're, we're in 10 countries worldwide and we'll continue to grow. And over a million people have been helped and you're really making a difference. So I'm assuming there's a website, Samir, um, if people want to go and find out what you're up to and look at pictures and stuff? Absolutely. So um, visitors can go to ecosoapbank.org uh, where they can donate. I just want to mention that it costs us only 10 cents to put a life-saving bar of soap in a child's hands. Yeah, that's amazing. Samir, let me just ask you a question. How old are you now? So right now, I'm 26. 26, okay. I plan on doing this for the rest of my life. Wow, congratulations. You discovered this as a young man. That's awesome. So the organization is called EcoSoap Bank. The website is ecosoap.org. That's right. Again, you've accomplished so much, and and, uh, you're well on your way. So keep it up. And congratulations to this week's winner of the Achievement Award, Samir Lakhani. Congratulations, Samir. Well, if you just joined us and you missed part of this conversation or Samir's contact information, you can find all of that on our website, etown.org. Now, to nominate someone for the Achievement Award, someone who's working to better the lives of others and maybe even help the planet in some way, as Samir is doing. You can do that on our website as well. There are full instructions there. Or you can always contact us the old-fashioned way by writing us at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, Samir. Such a cool story. All right, so we've got more music coming up from Jonathan Wilson uh, a little later on in the show. Steve Earle, he's one of the most 
prolific, successful, hardworking singer-songwriters there are. He's been at this for a while. He released his first EP in 1982, and he has since written so many songs. He's put out, I think, 20 records or something like that. He's won Grammys, sold millions of records, made money, lost money, married, divorced. He's written books, he's written plays, he's been an actor and an activist, he's a hardcore troubadour, as he says, and, and uh, he's back here to play some songs from his latest. It's a tribute to the late and legendary Texas songwriter Guy Clark, who was not only an inspiration to Steve, but also um, a good friend and mentor back when Steve first moved to Nashville 37 years ago. I mean, it's a great story, and it's come full circle now with this new release. So welcome back to E-Town our good friend, Steve Earle. Some land. I ain't bought, bought, bought 
bag up all your dishes Make all of our good wishes Say goodbye to the line, love for me Some bitches always bored me Look out, here she comes, she's coming Stand back, there she goes, she's 
of this man. Steve Earl, welcome back to E-Town. It's good to be back. Yeah. And um, it, makes, it makes perfect sense, your, uh, your latest record, but you also did it really well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, it's a I'm, good collection of, of songs, and your band cut it, and, you, and, and it sounds really good. Five days. And, uh, wow. Long, five long days. Yeah. And uh, then just turned it over to Ray Kennedy, and we got right back on the bus and went to East Tennessee and played the night we finished. Wow. But, well, let me ask you just quickly about if you remember the first time you met Guy Clark. Yeah, it was pretty easy because I got to Nashville with an introduction if I bumped into him. But by that time, he and Suzanne had moved out to the lake. But, uh, you know, I've been waiting for him to turn up in town. And I walked into Bishop's Pub and Richard Dobson was behind the bar. Great songwriter passed away just a few years ago. And he said, Guy's in the back. And there was a pool room in the back. And I had this cowboy hat. Nobody would have recognized me without this black, you know, American, you know, 3X with a beaded hat band on it, and I had it kind of pulled down over my eyes, and I kind of slunk in there, and I got into a corner. He was, it was Guy Susanna, Jim Stafford, and Deborah Allen, and they were shooting pool. And I just kind of sat in the corner, and he was lining up a shot, and then there I, he looked up, and there I was in the corner. He said, nice hat. And that kind of started the conversation. That's all it and took. From there, he found out I knew towns, and then I was kind of in. Yeah. I think what's interesting, Guy Clark, for those of you who don't know, a great songwriter and uh, a disciplined songwriter, as he was saying, who made a lot of stuff. But he also was a guitar builder. And so he would be able to kind of bounce those two disciplines against each other. When one was working, the other one wasn't. And when one was, you know, he could move around like and that. And he painted, too. He started he painting a lot. He, he originally was a visual artist. That's what he was trained to be. Yeah. And, but he got, was involved in the folk scene in Houston from the beginning. Right. He was kind of hard on, on me and, and, and a couple other people. He just sort of, you know, your feedback from Guy was like, would be one of two things. It, could, it was never more than a couple words. It either, right. it would either be good work or alternatively, needs work. <laughs> and that was it, you know. But he, he showed me, um, I was writing with a pen. He said, why are you writing with a pen? Write with a pencil, with a big eraser. And, uh, <laughs> And he told me the songs are never finished until you play them for people. Yeah. And that probably was the most important thing that he taught me. That's cool. We're going to shift gears briefly, and then we got to get back to music. Um, you are, we all know, a politically engaged uh, person who's paying attention. I'm just trying to imagine what it's like to be Steve Earle these days when you walk out onto a stage. How do you even begin to choose what to talk about? Or, <laughs> like, like, how do you... I mean, where do you even start? Well... You know, Outlaw, the last record, everybody wondered why it wasn't more political. And the truth is, I didn't know this catastrophe was going to befall us when I was writing those songs. So the next record, I said, would be just as country, but way more political. And I meant that, and that record's going to get made. But making, releasing the Guy record now means that record can come out in 2020. And um, it's not, uh, I'm not stupid, you know. I, I think about this stuff. <laughs> Don't expect, though, and this is what I've been saying mostly lately, because I'm not just talking about, this isn't about them. Pointing fingers and talking about them, they did it, is the same thing that the, what we call the other side is doing when they say it's them that are taking the jobs. That's got to stop. So I want to make a record. I've made two Preaching to the Choir records. I'm very proud of them. I'm probably more radical than I've ever been in my life. Just trust in that. But... I want to make a record that speaks to people 
that maybe didn't vote the way that I did, and it didn't have to be that way, and maybe it doesn't have to be that way this time. I want to make a record that can actually change hearts and minds. That's the record I want to make, because I've already done the other so. And the main thing is we've got to do, go through this process with as much kindness as we can possibly muster, because the meanness is what's killing us politically more than anything else, and killing our democracy, just because it puts people off, it frightens people, it yeah. makes people, it's absolutely okay to be angry. I am really angry, but it's not okay to be mean, ever, about anything. Which reminds me that I want to invite you, when it works out, sometime for you to attend one of our new events that we're doing here at E-Town Hall, Hippie Bluegrass Church. That's, that sounds pretty good to Hippie me. Bluegrass Church is what, exactly what you're talking about. It's a big sing-along and you know, read some poetry and, and find out what we have in common. Cool. Everybody comes. Yeah. All right. Well, Steve, listen, thank you so much for coming back. we got a lot more music to play. Congratulations on making a good Guy Clark record. Thank you. Welcome back to E-Town, Mr. Steve Earle. Stood on the porch of that cabin Watch them all go to Texas and 
Steve Earle. The record out on New West is called Guy. Mr. Steve Earle, along with E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, Helen Forster, and Justin Hoffenberg playing the fiddle. Steve Earle. Nick Forster. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. Now, if you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. A lot of good stuff, and it's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and all of those podcast directories that you may or may not know of. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like Tyne FM, the rhythm of Tyneside in Newcastle upon Tyne in England, on WUWF NPR for Florida's Great Northwest, Pensacola, Florida, and on KCHW Northern Lights Public Radio in Chowila, Washington. Thank you all for tuning in. And as always, if you want more information about any of our guests this week, that's all online at etown.org. You can also figure out uh, how to get tickets to live shows. So Steve and um, Jonathan and Samir, it's been a great combo so far. We get time for some more music right now from Jonathan and then the finale, which we figured out just a little while ago. Popular song that we've never done before. That's all coming up. But right now, please help me welcome back to E-Town, Jonathan Wilson. Cheers, you guys. Thank you so much. Again, um, I would love to bring the band up. Nick and the gang. It's really, really uh, been such a fantastic thing to come here with these guys and to be able to share the stage with them and with Steve. It's been fun. So here we go. Moses Payne, take your bag, head on into the city. Looks like they could use another troubadour. All the fair ladies there, they'll be begging for mercy. Don't forget your chambermaid, she's waiting on the seventh floor. Show you too high cotton when you sing on the slavery. They wanna sell and reproduce your golden voice. Hey, they wanna get down to the bottom of what it is that propels you. They'll never know that hard luck road you've been on. 
Jonathan Wilson. Thank you. From Los Angeles, California, the record is called Rare Birds. Out on Belly Union Records, along with E-Tones. Once again, Chris and Ron and Christian and Helen. We've got time for one more song. I want to get everybody out here on stage. I want to thank all our guests. Thanks to Jonathan Wilson for coming out from Los Angeles. Thanks to our award winner, Samir Lakani, bringing health sanitation to those in need through a soap recycling program. Thanks to Steve Earle, E-Tones, Helen, all of you guys. So we started thinking about Los Angeles in the 70s and some of the sounds that inspired us all. And then we thought about Jonathan's jam sessions in Laurel Canyon. That led us to Jackson Brown. That led us to this next song, a huge hit that we have never done as a finale before because it's a huge hit. But here it is. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. by a donor-supported nonprofit organization. This week, the show was recorded live at our beautiful solar-powered E-Town Hall. Please feel free to send comments about E-Town or Achievement Award nominations or inquiries about how to get tickets to a live taping to info at etown.org or visit our website.
As always, distribution of E-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. Jonathan Wilson, Steve Earle, The Tones, along with Justin Hoffenberg and Helen. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. This is a production of the E-Town Radio Network. There it is, E-Town with Steve Earle, Jonathan Wilson, award winner Samir Lakani, a great finale, all the ingredients that we hope for in a solid E-Town show. Glad you could share it with us. Thanks for listening.